the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn. Top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. While there's some big stories in the news, one of them has to do with this uh, nursing shortage. Rhode Island Hospital closed part of the ER due to nursing shortage. Folks, that's the area's only level one trauma center in southern New England, where the department's frontline workers are some of the area's most treat some of those area critically injured severely ill people we're going to talk about that and just how bad this is and and keep in mind governor mckee he's the one that set up the october 1st deadline but it seems to be backfiring but i want to first start off nelly gorbea was on channel 12 yesterday in studio with uh, kim colonian and i want you to hear some of this Thank you, Kim. So the first question I want to ask you, just yesterday, Matt Brown, your former boss, got into the race. You've been viewed as being friendly with him. Did it sting to see that he's now challenging you? Look, this is a free country. <laughs> Everybody can take a shot at it. Um, you know what? You know, I am someone who all her life has promoted people getting civically engaged. And so I'm very confident that the people of Rhode Island are going to see not just my ideas, but also my track record in delivering ideas. a government that works for them. And that's what's going to make me the winning candidate next year. Did Matt Brown call you before he made his announcement? No, he didn't. <laughs> I want to read you something that he told the Boston Globe. He said, quote, this is about you. We just have very different visions for the state. I would raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Is that true? So he has no idea what I would or wouldn't do because we haven't spoken in probably about two years now. Hmm. So I would encourage him to first speak with the candidates, with the person he's talking about. I am going to propose a series of measures that's going to boost our economy. Whether or not that includes raising taxes, it may include that, absolutely. We have to look at everything, but first we have to start with that billion dollars of federal funding that needs to be deployed, and the only person who has the experience here of really deploying out in a successful way uh, with the election monies is Nelly Gorbea. What would you do with that $1 billion if oh you gosh. could call the shots right Third now? Third person. I would use it for very targeted infrastructure investments. Mm. And by that, I don't mean just, you know, the roads and the bridges and the building and the schools. That's all great. But there's ways in which we can improve how government works by investing in our public sector. And so that's what I want to do. I want to transform Rhode Island's government to one that across the board, not just at the Department of State, works for people. Speaking about money... Um Folks, I, I, I just, I can't get past the way she speaks. And I want to go back and play this again. But she talks in upspeak. And so, you know, the word so is thrown in, which is, as I've talked about, that's just a pause. But she talks in upspeak. And we're going to, and then she, how about she went third person? Because he hasn't spoken to Nelly Gorbea. Well, wait a minute, you are Nelly Gorbea. She starts off kind of calm. Now, she worked for Matt Brown at Secretary of State. Folks, and I want to be very clear. The only reason she's running for governor is she has the voting list. She has the voting list that no one else has. It is my contention. She's kept like two sets of books like a business. Um, her manner of speaking, and, and this is, they've, I believe they've worked with her on this. Uh, it's not a matter of intelligence because I, I think she actually went to I think the Princeton or Yale, some Ivy League school, but it's her manner of like speaking and like upspeak. And I, I mean, the third person. So Matt Brown did, you know, tell the Globe. So Kim Clooney right out of the box. And I'm glad that like right out of the box. So she worked for him. They were friendly. 
Matt Brown announces for governor and doesn't even call her. Says, I, I, I would do this. She wouldn't do that. But I just want to hear this again. And it's just, she's just such an odd manner of speaking. Delivering a government that works for them. Works for them? that's what's going to make... Folks, do you hear that? Works for them? You just say it's a manner of government that would work for them. Manner of government that works for them? The winning candidate next... Oh, my God. Friendly with him. Did it sting to see that he's now challenging you? It's a free Look, country. This is a free country. <laughs> Everybody can take a shot yeah, at but it. But you um, worked you know for him. You know, I am someone who all her life has promoted people getting civically engaged. Civically. And so I'm very confident that the people of Rhode Island are going to see not just my ideas, ideas? but also my track record in delivering a government that works Upspeak? for them. And that's what's going to make me the winning candidate next year. Did Matt Brown call you before he made his announcement? No, he didn't. <laughs> I want to read you something. Why is that funny, though? Globe. He said, quote, this is about you. We just have very different visions for the state. I would raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Is that true? So he has no idea so... what I wouldn't do because we haven't spoken in probably about two years now. Hmm. So I would encourage him to first speak with the candidates, with the person he's talking about. I am going to propose a series of measures that's going to boost our economy. Whether or not that includes raising taxes, it may include that, absolutely. We have to look at everything, but first we have to start with that billion dollars of federal funding that needs to be deployed, uh. and the only person who has the experience here of really deploying out in a successful way uh, with the election monies is Nellie Gorbea. What would you do with that $1 billion? If you Third person, right folks. Now? I would use it for very targeted infrastructure. Very targeted. And by that, I don't mean just, you know, the roads and the bridges and the building and the schools. That's all great. Really targeted. ways in which we can improve how government works by investing in our public sector. And so that's what I want to do. I want to transform Rhode Island's government oh, to one that across the board, not just at the Department of State. Works for Imagine her as governor. Money. Um, your other challengers right now include a general officer with a lot of campaign cash, and potentially an incumbent governor. Dan McKee has not yet declared his candidacy officially. What do you do to push past that? What do you do to win? You know, every day I, I have the voting list. Rhode Islanders that are excited about my candidacy. They're excited. So I'm going to raise the money that I need to to get there. But as I showed in 2014, the most money doesn't always win. It hasn't been the case in other elections as well. It's how Rhode Islanders see you and what they look at in terms of what your uh, track record has been, God. What, you can be, what they believe you can deliver for them. I did a little bit of digging. Oh, um, uh -oh. No Secretary of State in recent memory was able to successfully make the leap from Secretary of State. I have the voting list. So Why do you think you're different? So because I am. Uh, other than the fact that I'm a woman and that I'm a Latina, that I have a track record like no other Secretary of State has, right. uh, including one of my competitors, had before in terms of the leadership of an agency. And the no result. leadership. You know, results. I was at the uh, store the other day. And the cashier Here we and go. wearing a mask inside. And she, like, heard me call my daughter. And she said, I know your voice. You're Nellie Gorbea, oh, the Secretary of State. This never happened. You're running for governor, right? Never happened. Yes, I hope I have your vote. And she said, you know, yes, uh, you got this. And like me, there's oh, lots of others. And so God. It's regular Rhode Islanders that I need to get you to. You got this. They're telling me, go for it. Go, girl. Talk about some of your priorities uh, on your website. She's you the some worst. Of the you focus on if you're elected, including economic development, affordable housing, addressing climate you change. You got this. What's your elevator hey. pitch to people for the viewers at home? You're in, Nelly Gorbea. Your you're running for governor. We need to build a yeah. better Rhode Island. The cashier at the market. Together like that happened. Local economy. We need what to market? Sure that we have an educational system bar none. That we're investing in our housing. Yeah, that's so we what have they were concerned about through the mass. Hey. Different groups. And we need to address climate change. And in Nelly Gorbea, you're going to oh get somebody God. who actually has proven that Looks when I she love promises the third to person. do something, she gets it done. Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza was widely expected Jorge to run. Jorge he He's not going to. Have you talked to him? Will you seek his endorsement? You know, I will seek the endorsement of all Rhode Islanders, including the mayor of Providence. Uh, uh, and I look forward to talking to him uh, in the future. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, thank you so much for just, joining us. Today. I want to. Uh, hold on, I want to hear that. So I'm going to raise the money that I need to, Here we to go. get there, folks. Let's hear the uh, fake grocery story. The most oh, money doesn't always win. It hasn't been the case in other elections as well. It's how Rhode Islanders see you and what they look yeah. at in terms of what your track Listen to this made-up story. What you can be, what they believe There's you can no do way this happened. I did a little bit of digging. Oh. Um, 
no Secretary of State. I don't know if you need to do a little digging. To successfully make the leap from Secretary of State directly to Governor. Why do you think you're different? Because I am. Because uh, I have the voting than, list. Yeah, like, that I'm a woman and that I'm a Latina. Latina. And I have a track record like no other Secretary of State has. <laughs> track record. Including one of my competitors had before. Let's hear the fake of story. The of an agency and the results. You know. Here we go. Here's the fake grocery store. I was at the uh, store the other day. Yeah. And the cashier, and I'm wearing a mask inside, and she, like, heard me call my daughter. And she said, I know your voice. You're Nellie yeah, Gorbea, yeah. Secretary of State. State. You're running for governor, governor, right? And I'm like, yes, I hope I have your vote. And she said, you know, yes, uh, you got this. And like me, there's lots of others. And so it's... There's no way that that happened. Completely made... These these are worse than the Raimondo thing. I was in the store. Hey, Gov. Blah, blah, blah. Chafe used to... I was talking with my barber, Ernie, who said we should raise taxes. Ugh. Folks, another made-up story. Now, um, but this... I'll tell you a story that is serious. Uh, Boston... Actually, I just want to find the um matt brown comments about gorbea there that they uh, that she just asked about let me just find that quickly and again folks you're listening to the john DePietro show let me um where is the for some reason i didn't see i know obviously i i saw the story that he that that they announced that he was uh, Matt Brown was running. I just didn't see the part where he um, said exactly that that what he would do compared to what she would do. So he um, running for governor, blah blah blah, enters. Uh, we have a story to tell here. Uh, goes on movement of people. It's always a movement of people. Folks, so I'd like to hear someone say, you know, I'm running. I really don't have a movement of people. Here it is. McKee emphasized, oh, Sabina Matos, Brown, uh, Mark, first time. There have never been anything like this country. Corrupt. Brown will be getting running against Gorbia, who serves Deputy Secretary of State. We just have very different visions for the state. For example, I'd raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Okay. All right. So that's a minor thing. But. Folks, the, the big, big story, though, that can't be ignored. Now, if you go to the website, tweetro.com, I actually went to Rhode Island Hospital last night because, and I give credit to the, the Boston Globe coverage of Rhode Island is fantastic. Part of the emergency department of Rhode Island Hospital was forced to close due to a nursing shortage. The emergency center of Rhode Island Hospital is the only level one trauma center in New England. Uh, the CPOD section is that closed, fluid, uh, fluid unit, various openings and closing times, so the folks, the, the hours, you do not want to go to the emergency room if it can be avoided. But there's another big story, and that is hospitals in Rhode Island are struggling with burnout. Listen to these numbers. Now, again, Governor McKee went along with, okay, if you don't have the vaccine by October 1st, you're out. So they're saying that, you know, nursing homes are short-staffed. So procedures that would already happen there are just sent to the hospital. You had the first wave where the frontline workers, you know, were working incredible amount of time in, in the spring of 20. Then you had last fall. Then you had again had this past spring. So they're saying, you know, our, our, our nurses are just slammed. So in one instance, a nurse at Hasbro said, listen to this. They're having families wait outside in their car because there's not enough space in the waiting room. How do you like to show up there with a, a child who's severely sick? All right, why don't you go wait in your car? You know, this is like you go to... um. Outback Steakhouse or something like that, and they give you the, the, the buzzer when your table's ready. Here's your thing goes off. Holy cow. Listen to this. At Lifespan, there were 1,800 job vacancies. That figure was 1,000 in July. Uh, here's another quote. After being a nurse for 37 years, the short, shortages come in cycles, but we've, we're seeing a 30 to 40% vacancy rate. Linda Blaze, president of the United Nurse and Allied Professionals. I can't ever remember a time coming that close. So, so folks, this, this is, and, and, and I'll say this about Governor McKee. Now, I, I understand that he has to depend on Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott and other people 
Uh, he, he's not expected to know everything. I'm going to be very clear about that. But th this is Game of Chicken. One thing I will say, uh, let's see. One thing I'll say, though, is now, first of all, there were 137 patients with COVID on Monday. That number topped 500 in December. So, but medical, medic, medical professionals say things are as challenging as they've been in the past year and a half. Um, one thing that I do not understand, and I've been saying this consistently, folks, is uh, as I've covered the protest, many of the frontline workers, I said they, they couldn't get a meeting with the governor and Dr. Scott. And I, I still think, I said at the time, I thought that was a mistake. These are adults. These are professionals. They were looking for some attention. At least hear them out. I'm not saying you have to bend on it, but they, they chose not to do that. And I don't know what what's going to happen after next week. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801 maybe if you need workers maybe you have workers that won't come back to work you need drivers certified help part-time full-time maybe weekend work you need the professionals at MEGA professionals let them find the workers for you they screen them all out they send them right over to you serving Rhode Island Massachusetts call them today 508 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508 336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and in massachusetts for 55 years jkl's reputation second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer jkl is also a navian certified factory dealer called jkl for a system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available both residential and commercial call jkl engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he worked in the White House. He's an immigration expert, senior director of engagement and right of immigration. We want to welcome uh, Ken Oliver. Ken, it's John DePietro. Thank you for joining us. Let's start off, Ken with uh, very anxious to hear your assessment on the disaster that is taking place right now at our border. Well, John, thanks. Uh, you know, Secretary Mayorkas, the head of the Homeland Security, said they're executing their plan. This is a horrible plan. They've had months now executing a plan, which is a disservice to 
the biggest border state, which is almost two-thirds of our southern border, Texas, but to the entire country because they're dispersing people throughout the entire country because the plan is not to enforce uh, the public health law on unaccompanied minors or pregnant women or family units. They're only focusing on enforcing our laws for only single adults. And that's the extent of it. So that means thousands and thousands of people are getting the message that, yes, the border is open. That's what's happening. Now, what do you make of, uh, obviously, the footage that's caught the most attention, Border Patrol trying to stop these Haitian immigrants, migrants, illegals, whatever term we want to use, but trying to come across the Rio Grande? And uh, listen, it, there's a river. And so you, you're not there in a, a vehicle. You can't be on foot. So they were doing what they're trained to do, which is ride on horseback. Yeah, they're they're being punished for trying to do their job. They're, there's no uh, no two ways about it. That's their job to, to, to try to deal with the situation of people coming across illegally. And uh, the, the, it's really crazy because there's no sense why we're punishing our law enforcement for doing their job. And what about um, the fact that now, you know, Maxine Waters, even Kamala Harris saying uh, they're to be treated with dignity. You know, Ken, this puts the Border Patrol in a very tough situation. They're told, you know, try to keep them in Mexico. Don't let them cross the border, which they're doing illegally come into our country. Uh, it, It seems like a total disconnect of our people on the front lines. Yeah, the morale, as you can imagine, is, is very low. Uh, the former chief of the Border Patrol just did a, a letter to Congress, which is being public, uh, made public. Rodney Scott is saying the morale is terrible, of course. Um, the Texas Department of Public Safety morale is, is up because they are trying to do their job. Uh, and we have the Texas State Troopers, our National Guard, uh, activated up to 2,500 troops are being deputized, John, to actually do what a state can do, which is limited, but it can enforce, for example, the human smuggling law, which is a federal law, but that provides that state and local law enforcement can enforce that federal anti-human smuggling law. And not just against the smugglers, but this is the key point, that against those who conspire with the smugglers to get in the country illegally. So that's the new front. And of course, Texas and other states that try to prosecute will be challenged by the Biden uh, Justice Department to try to to try to do what they can and what we can to to stop the 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 onslaught which continues what can you tell us about uh folks again we're speaking with ken oliver who senior director engagement right on immigration ken also served in the the bush white house uh he is an immigration expert but what what can you tell us about this texas public policy foundation initiative Sure. Well, Texas, as I mentioned, you know, we have almost two-thirds of the entire southern border. We've lived uh, right for hundreds of years with an unsecure border, and many cases before even there was a border patrol, uh, the Texas Rangers had to uh, be involved, obviously, with, with border uh, wars, etc. So Texas has a lot of experience securing the border uh, and has to step up now more than ever in, in view of the federal government's failure, which is historic failure, um, because the fact is most of the wall uh, that was supposed to be built it has not been built in Texas, despite the fact that, you know, in 2006, there was a consensus that we needed to, to build barriers and wall in that sector, which is hundreds of miles. So the Texas Public Policy Foundation uh, started right on immigration a couple years ago during the last crisis, which frankly was under the Trump administration. We had that same crisis, but we had an administration two years ago that could deal with it, that could work with Mexico, and they got Mexico to cooperate. And now we have the exact opposite. Ken, you've seen this and uh, studied it, been part of it for a long time. Have you ever seen it as bad as it is right now? and, And why do you think that is? It's never been as bad because we have uh, what the Border Patrol officers tell us when there's no consequence, when there's no deterrence. Of course, people are going to come in in greater numbers and the word spreads. So the reason simply is, as Mark Morgan, our former Customs and Border Protection uh, chief said, when you stop the Remain in Mexico program, you let the catch and release policy begin again so catch and release it's it's a total incentive for people to come in especially when you have jurisdictions throughout the country offering and and the federal government offering people without legal 
uh, authority to be in the country are getting benefits, not only education, health care, but even monetary benefits from being here. And on top of that, John, in the case of the Haitians, this administration just approved temporary protected status beginning for every Haitian who's in the U.S. as of July this year. What's well, very easy to say you've been in, you know, you can, there's fraud committed by Haitians who are saying they've been here, and as long as they get through, they're, they're, they're legal under temporary protected status, and they're thinking that they can get in that way. And the temporary protected status is, is not very temporary for, you know, people here who are decades here under temporary status. Ken, people can debate back and forth about President Trump and his plans and his policies and his administration. But wouldn't you agree, at the very least, it's fair to say President Trump in office was a deterrent of those that were thinking of coming in because they they were widely it was widely known and and they correctly assumed that the administration was not going to have an open border. Exactly. The Trump rhetoric worked at first, but it, the Trump rhetoric, uh, when it was not backed up by action, and he had uh, failures in terms of the leadership of Homeland Security not executing and some of uh, poor execution initially and a lack of cooperation. But once once the administration began to execute and once President Trump threatened tariffs on Mexico, once he threatened to cut aid to Central America, then you saw the effects of, of reduced uh, uh, border crossings and, and reduction of the asylum system abuse, which is the elephant in the room, which is what the Biden administration is enabling, massive abuse of our asylum system by people who are not eligible, who do not have valid cases. They're expanding eligibility, and they're letting people in who do not have valid cases, and they're, they're really enabling the human traffickers, and, and that's, that's, that's the key issue. Uh, the Trump administration did begin to shut down the asylum abuse, which is the main driver of the current crisis. And Ken, before we let you go, it also seems a lot of people, and again, folks, speak with Ken Oliver, uh, immigration expert. Ken worked in the White House, senior director, engagement, right on immigration. Ken, I, I, it also, I don't think enough attention is drawn that people need to recognize that it is a, a huge, massive, thriving industry of those that, you know, you pay someone a certain amount of money that they will get you across the border. It's 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 a lot of money. It's it's a dangerous business. But it sounds like right now that that these those types of groups in that industry is just thriving. Exactly. The cartels control the border at crossings and and there's a tremendous amount of money being made in, in one sector, which is Del Rio, which we've been focusing on for months and which the administration had warning. But yeah, they're, they're making millions of dollars on the drug smuggling and the human smuggling and the, the Border Patrol, if the Border Patrol is being uh, dispersed to areas where they're leaving wide open gaps. And, and the, the current administration is not even following through on their commitment to, to, to uh, begin to use the technology as well to stop that. And we're having uncontrolled you know, checkpoints being abandoned that used to be manned. So it is an unmitigated, spectacular failure by this plan that the Biden administration is supposedly executing for border security. Ken, one final question before I let you go. If it's bad... President Biden and Harris, they just got an office in January. If it's bad now, what's going to happen next year, the year after the the year after that? I mean, what's going to happen over the next several years? Well, the, there are border Democrats uh, in Texas who are trying to get the attention of their fellow Democrats in Washington. Uh, let's see if they're they have more influence than the progressives who actually are on the opposite side saying, no, everyone has to be let in. That's what actually is being said by Schumer and others, uh, that we have to let all the Haitians in. Um, so that's a, there's an internal battle among the Democrats, but obviously we have elections next year and people see the poll numbers of the president on immigration by both Democrats and Republicans. He has a very, obviously, declining numbers in the 30 percent on his handling of immigration and it, it's only getting worse so that has political uh consequences as well next year and and the congress can begin to exercise its authority over the purse strings he is ken oliver mega truck and trailer repair call them today commercial trailers diesel equipment serving rhode island and massachusetts 508 508- 
336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Listing. <clears throat> to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now is our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, let's start off with the story that obviously it is a national story, uh, leading newscasts. Everyone is talking about it. A lot of different people, different perceptions about it. We're talking about the, started off the, you know, two couple, couple, Brittany, and the boyfriend, Brian, and they go on a, a trip, only he comes back, won't talk to uh, police, won't sit down, won't give them any information. And then now all of a sudden he is messing, missing. There, there's some interesting questions just out of the box of um, why he is not listed as a suspect, just a person of interest. And people are sending me email. Why haven't they arrested him? Why haven't they arrested the parents? First of all, they can't find him. But let's um, pick it up with the, the the big story that has captivated the nation. It's there's two countervailing things going on here. One is the public outcry, um, the wish to know what happened to this young lady and what this uh, boyfriend's involvement was, if any. I mean, right now we have found a body. We we believe it's hers that uh, was being autopsied. I think that's been confirmed. Um, the, the boyfriend has said nothing. We don't know where he is. Um, there's a lot of talking heads on the, in the media saying, we demand to know he's got to come, he's got to cooperate, he's got to tell us what he knows, the parents do. And that's exactly wrong from a legal perspective. It's great to get people charged up watching TV or engaged in social media, but the lawyer who has given this young man and his family the advice to say nothing, do not cooperate an inch, is the correct advice at this juncture, as harsh as that may sound. 
we don't know if a crime was committed here. We don't know if, if these two got in an argument and the guy drove off and he doesn't really know what happened to her. We don't know if he, um, if he was involved with her death and he did so intentionally. Let's, let's assume they got in an argument. He pushed her. Uh, she falls backwards. She hits her head on a, on, a, on a rock and she dies and he didn't intend her death. And he panics and he runs and he doesn't know how to answer the questions. If he told his lawyer what he potentially had, his involvement was in this situation, and the lawyer says, you've got to say nothing. You've got a Fifth Amendment privilege. You don't talk. You don't say anything. You don't help the cops. You don't divulge what you know. That's precisely and 100% the right thing for the lawyer to have told the guy. Legally. Legally. Yeah. And I think, I just want to interject. I think people need to understand we're having a legal discussion. This this is not morally the right thing to do. What we're talking about is in this particular instance, legally, what police authorities have the right to do. And then someone that has found themselves in this situation, legally, what, what, what they should be doing or could be doing. So I'm not, I want to be very clear about that. We're not talking morally that someone has a moral obligation to do something. This is just the legal aspect of it. Right. And John, I mean, I fully recognize that this is the most dreadful situation for this uh, guy and his family to leave the young lady's family um, without information, um, waiting from minute to minute to find out what happened to their daughter, uh, leaving the cops in the dark, leaving the FBI in the dark, um, morally it's dreadful the the toll that's being taken uh, on the families and the cops and the media and the world it's awful but the lawyer has told this young man and the family the right thing from a legal perspective yep now we don't know if this guy Uh, was involved in any criminal conduct. We don't know if he was involved in negligent conduct. We don't know if he had any participation in whatever led to her death. We're going to know in a few days what the autopsy shows. Right. Um, There's lots of ways to find out what this guy was up to. Uh, most folks don't realize that there's all kinds of information that can be obtained simply from your smartphone. It tracks everywhere you drive. It tracks everywhere you go. It tracks how long you stay at each place that you are. Um, So they will be able to retrace his steps. Almost. It's not an exaggeration to say they can trace his steps when he's got his smartphone with him to the minute. We'll know where he was. We'll know where he drove. We'll know where he stayed. We'll know everything he did. Um, we don't know if he used a credit card. We don't know, you know, how many establishments he may have gone into alone or with Gabby, which would um, have potentially, you know, surveillance cameras, which many establishments have these days. A lot more is going to come out. And this story is getting such saturation in the media. I'm sure if these folks together or separately we're in any establishment, a restaurant, a gas station, or whatever. Um, I would think business owners would say, "Oh, I remember this guy coming in, or this right. young lady coming in." And some in, people the- have saying they, you know, saw them either having an argument. There's one woman that says that he was hitchhiking and she picked him up. Something odd about that. But Tim Dodd, right now, you know, people saying, "Well, why don't they just go and arrest him?" Well, number well, one, first of all, they can't find him, and number two. When he seemingly disappeared, which I, I think it was last Tuesday, but it was last Tuesday. It was a week ago from yesterday. But he, um, he had not been charged with a crime. As a matter of fact, they didn't have a body. And so as much as people are now blaming the police, there, there was no crime. So there was a missing person, and it was obviously very odd. But you can't just, they can't just go and arrest someone. He, they, there was no way to charge him with anything. No. And if they had charged him um, as, you know, the public sentiment would be charge him, you know, arrest him, prosecute him. Right now, he's a person of interest. He's the only person of interest that the authorities know of. But had they arrested him, 
what would the charge be? Right. You know, we don't, we don't even know if there was a crime. And had they arrested him and they charged him and he continued to maintain his silence and the choice was made to have a trial, which would never happen. I mean, his attorneys would get the charges uh, dismissed because right. there's simply no evidence of his involvement in a crime. And John, as we've said many times, you know, in smaller cases, you get a, an attorney gets a call from a client. Cops want me to come down to the station. They think I might have some involvement in a situation. Uh, they just want to ask me a few questions. Do I have to go? No, you don't have to go. Hmm. Um, you shouldn't go if there's anything that could be compromising if you were to go in there. Really? But don't I have to cooperate? No, you don't have to cooperate. If they want to arrest you and they want to issue a warrant for your arrest, then we'll go in. And you're still not going to say anything. Hmm. Um, most people get themselves jammed up because they think they can spin a story and um, lie or bend the truth in a way that they can deceive the cops and get themselves off the hook. And it virtually never works. Right. So if you got something to hide or if you've got some potential for um, guilty involvement or you're exposed to possible criminal charges, say nothing. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta keep your mouth shut, however difficult it is and how much the, the country might hate you for clamming up and not telling sure. what, what you know. No, Tim Dodd, right now, and again, folks, let's talk about the Gabby Petito case. All right, so they find this boyfriend, uh, you know, and they're looking all over uh, Brian Landry. But, Tim Dodd, when they find him, he, just so people understand, he still, people may not like it, but legally, he still does not have to, have to answer anything, correct? That's right. He does yes. not have to answer anything ever. I mean, I, I it's just, I, I know people must be frustrated, but I'm not saying and we, I want to be very clear. We're not saying what's the right thing to do here, but just legally under the law. All right, so they find him. Uh, he has not been charged with a crime. Uh, lasting three days after she had been uh, reported missing. He, you know, I'm camping, uh, and he's just not answering anything. Obviously now, if you're her family, you it would make sense to demand answers. And it would also make sense that, all right, two people, as they say, went on a trip, only one came back. Uh, we're not saying that there isn't something unusual about this whole thing and odd, but legally, the police just can't arrest him and the parents. Not at all. Not at all. No. They can't or the FBI do it. even. No. And the parent, let's assume this young man comes home yep. and they say, where's Gabby? And he says, I got to talk to a lawyer. Yep. If he's really smart, he wouldn't even tell his parents what he may have been involved in. Um because at some point, although he, he might have said to the parents, I did X, Y, and Z, I think I'm in trouble. The parents have no duty to cooperate either. Um, they don't have to say anything. They're not obligated. Let's assume he came home and said, I'm involved in a crime because I did X, Y, and Z. And now the parents hide him and now the parents tell the cops right. that he's in some swamp camping yes. and actually they've whisked him off to the Bahamas or something so he right. can't be found. Well, then they can get charged with obstruction okay. or they could get charged potentially with being an accessory after the fact to the crime. If they know about it, he tells them what he did and they help him to hide or to throw off the cops or to provide inaccurate information. Yep. There's a potential that they could get charged with obstruction or Accessory sure. after the fact. But that's a long way from now if, okay. if that were to ever happen. Right now, now they, the cops wouldn't have enough evidence to do that. And Tim Dodd, finally, now they're saying he was death by homicide, but they're not saying how the cause of death. Is it possible they know more right now than they're letting on? Yes. I mean, okay. when an autopsy is done, the ME will know very quickly yeah. The cause of death. Was it a blunt force trauma? Sure. You know, what was the, was there a, a weapon used? What was, was she strangled, suffocated? Right. Who the heck knows? Yeah. But they know. They yeah. Know, and they're working a lot of the technological aspects like we talked about with smartphones and other things, GPS, et mm. cetera. 
that they're not going to share with the media and they're not going to yep. share with the public. And if this, if this boyfriend is still alive out there somewhere, um, they'll bide their time. They'll find him. Um, they searched that um, swamp area. And it was curious to me how they were going about it. Um, you know, sending like 60 cops in there, you know, sloshing around in the water. Mm. I recall when they were looking for the, um, uh, the marathon bomber. Uh, yeah. If you recall, they had those, I don't want to call them infrared cameras, so they could see the body heat of Sarnayev yes. under the tarp that covered yes. that boat. Yep. So it seemed to me if they had similar technology, they could identify you yeah. know, a human out there amongst you know, the water and the, mm. the, the reeds, etc. Uh, I don't think the guy was ever there. No. Now, if the parents planted the car and gave a phony story that he was on some camping trip, which is right. would be very peculiar conduct. Um, and the cops figure out that the parents lied, then the parents could be in some they criminal jeopardy. Trouble. I don't think okay. he was ever in that swamp. No. I don't think he was there. Could have been done to throw them off to give him some time to get on the run. Yes. <clears throat> Folks, quick break. A lot more. Turning Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. September, it's one of those topics. It's something that people don't like to talk about, but it's suicide awareness. The aftermath, there's so many people. Folks, if, if you know of someone, and especially the focal point of this program and talk with Dr. Rob and men therapy, are, are men. There are many different men. Last spring, I've talked about it on the program. Last spring, there were certain children at high school graduations their fathers weren't there because last spring their fathers these are men with children in their 50s they took their own life there were college graduates college graduations missing 
parents there because they took their own own life the effects of covid people don't have to suffer alone and dr rob i think one of the things i like about mantherapy.org is to try to lift the stigmatism of people just talking about it and it's friends talking about it and people starting to look for certain signs whether it's a family member or a co-worker and starting to try to get people comfortable talking about how they are if someone has a a broken ankle they go to the doctor if someone is having a, a bad headache or they go to the eye doctor or a dentist people need to start to understand that there's no shame in identifying that they're having some some thoughts of desperation absolutely uh thoughts of suicide are really quite common some some indicates indicators are that maybe one in every 20 people in the country at, at some point are thinking about suicide obviously nowhere near that number do anything but we've already had as many suicides in the first five months of this year as we had in all of 2020 in our, in our county in washington county uh in, in similar pattern in the state so um it, it is uh, we're just beginning to see the tip of the iceberg of the effects of covid on isolation and um and despair in many ways but there is hope people can really get help and go on to have a, a very happy life but you have to take the first step. You have to get help. But, and one of the best ways to do it is for the average citizen to be able to recognize that a person may be struggling and be able to ask the question directly. And that's what the QPR training does. And anybody can take it. It's free. It takes an hour and a half of your time. I do it online. Uh, I can do it in person. Uh, but it's a very simple, easy-to-remember training that, it, that saves lives. It saves more lives than CPR does, really. So... Um, something we should be thinking about and the more people we can train in our community the better uh, chance we have of saving more people in our lives dr rock harrison once again give websites or how people can sign up for these workshops and training okay uh, if you go to the healthy body healthy minds.org uh, that has a list of the trainings uh, for qpr training as well as mental health first aid training um man therapy also has uh mantherapy.org has uh, information on local resources, um, but the trainings are, I think, the best way that we can uh, form a safety net for our community, because all the programs in the world don't help if the average citizen can't recognize that their friend or their neighbor or their colleague is struggling and, and maybe thinking about suicide. And it doesn't take an expert to ask the question, are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you thinking of taking your life? And then let me help you try to get some help just as a friend, not as a professional, but just as a friend. And studies have shown this really works. It does save lives. Folks, he is Dr. Rob Harrison. And again, the website is mantherapy, mantherapy.org. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, Lawn doctor.com lawn doctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn top quality lawn care company for rhode island your best lawn ever guaranteed and this is the best time to have it treated call lawn doctor of rhode island today 401-392-1025 or online at lawn doctor.com 